You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Their fans are really So, um, yeah, I, I wanted to go back up there and I wanted to play him and I wanted to beat them and I wanted him to be there so you can see it. But the fact that he's gone now, you know, I mean, it's, it's cool. I guess it's better for him not to be here. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Alex Struff's such a loser. <laughs> that was awesome. That's exactly what I wanted him to do. That way to go, Struff. Little uh, peel behind the curtains here. We are live on Twitter and some other great places. Uh, but we told Strofe when he was in here and our show had started that he needed to stay in the blind spot. So he attempted to like crawl out of the studio on the ground and out the door without the camera noticing. It failed miserably. Yeah, a real smooth criminal, Alex Strofe there. <laughs> <laughs> Climbing around the security cameras. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, he just had to come in here just to flip off Matt Hamilton. I think he misses you. Uh, yeah, fair. You know, uh, what is it? Uh, jokes and making fun of each other and being mean to each other is the male. That's what friends ter- do. It's terms of endearment for men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this Here's show. the thing. If I'm not picking on you in some way, shape, or form, it's because I don't know you well enough where I feel like I can do that. And that would mean that we're not friends. There you go. Right. If if we're good enough friends, I will think of something to, to uh, I don't know, pump your pump your brakes a little bit. So, you know, ego check kind of. So is that why you're so nice to me all the time? Is that <laughs> what it is? <laughs> I thought you liked me. <laughs> uh, no, I've been getting meaner. That which you. means I like you more meaner. and more. As I've gotten meaner, it means it's you're just you're growing in my eyes. He's forgetful now a little bit, Ryan. New friends, yeah, harder. Remember, he's got the bad true, back. True, he's calling yeah, people, yeah. Fa- you know, Facetime people, pocket dial, and now you know times Ugh. people slip through. His he's memory. working on it. He's getting better. He's getting better though. Gosh, right now you picking on picking on me. Yeah. I am a young man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not not compared to Alex G out there who helped you out. Like, <laughs> oh, fair. That's true. I'm not Alex G young. Uh, you're not Jim Rutledge old. But That's you're true. not in this office. You're not the young. You're not any young. Uh, this is like one of my first times at a place of business of any sort, any job I've ever had where I am like the old guy. But I've n- never I would been say this. let's assume Team Schuster makes the Olympic skin. Maybe not in the curling field, but the Olympics is usually a young man's game too. I mean, I was one of the older people <laughs> at the last Olympics. If I make another one. I mean, fortunately, I'll have two people on my team, three people on my team older. You could be pushing the age of being the father of, like, a gymnast. Uh, Yeah. Fortunately, (laughs) I'm the second youngest on my team. And, Jim, I will be turning 36 at the next Olympics if I make it. So, yeah, certainly old enough to be the father of, like, a 17-year-old at 36. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm a man. I'm 40. Oh, man. Old man Matt Hamilton. I still get invited to all the Olympic parties, though, bro. Yeah, like out of charity, like Grandpa comes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like when he falls asleep, the party really starts. Right, exactly. Get out of here. Weed is tight. Weed is tight. <laughs> you like the Steve Buscemi meme of like, hello, yeah. Hello, yeah. fellow children hello, or whatever. Hello, fellow youths. Fellow youths, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> Look, at it's the legend, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> you know when they mean legend, they mean old, right, Matt? Yeah, well, you know what? That's, that's honestly the nicest way of saying, if you want to call me old the rest of this show, just go ahead and be like, Legend Matt Hamilton, I will appreciate that a lot more. Pocket dialing legend Matt Hamilton. 
alongside yeah. old man Rutledge here. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do, old man. <laughs> and that's crush a Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar uh, Studio. Can we ask how often do you pocket dial people? Sure. I think that is a great poll question because I think it happens to me once a month. And I feel like that's a lot. How? I've... I literally will just put my phone in my pocket without turning the screen off, and it's it's just dumb. It's totally on me. I kid you not. The people that are, but yeah, I, I I pocket dial often, and I'm curious. Is once a month like? I feel like that's a lot, but I'm curious. How often do you pocket dial? Do you think you do it once a year? Never. You never pocket dial anybody. But I have accidentally twice in my life have changed the setting now, like pocket dialed like nine one one because they have all those emergency <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, the on SOS there. one. So like I've tried to like quickly like quiet my phone like if I'm and so they show up at your house. No, totally. Yeah. And then you have to like give, give a tour. I'm like, like everything's fine. Like come yeah. through, take a look at everything. I literally just accidentally yeah like hit the button or whatever. See, I've never so, done that so for I someone who this. calls my contacts regularly. I've it. never accidentally called that like SOS because. What it is like, there's one of the settings on there where, like, you know, sometimes if you want to close something, you could try to click the button to like get the on the old, it's not on the newer phones, I haven't done it in a while, but the older ones you could like click a side button and it would make it go dark, yeah. But if you hold it now, right? The side button, before it was like if you hit it twice, so like if I accidentally like hit it too fast, ah. it would then all of a sudden call. I'm well, taking you that, ever you taking ever that setting off, so if I'm kidnapped, I'm just screwed. I I can't even remember the last time I ever pocket dialed someone. To, to be honest, Matt, I'm surprised you ever do, use, considering you use like a rotary phone, I assume, most <laughs> days. Right? Like, how do you pocket dial someone with something that's hanging on the wall? Yeah, just, all you do is <laughs> you just pick up the phone and st- ask Gertie to uh, connect you to <laughs> Jim Rowledge, please. Alexander Graham Hamilton? Is that what it is? Bell? <laughs> well, that's the jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Hamilton oh, and yeah. Bell. Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> when's Alex back? <laughs> I'm starting to miss Alex more and more. He's starting to be mean to me, guys. This is so nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, Ryan has made fun of you more than Alex ever has. So I would <laughs> say that true. Ryan likes you more than Alex does. Yeah, actually, that that tracks. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> Ryan and Madison ask: uh, Is there a Extra appendage that's finding a way to a cell phone screen, or why is it you're always pocket dialing people? <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey now. Uh, Quite the compliment there. <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't Stella think so. Uh, four hymns he takes <laughs> as an old man. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to think I would notice that. Uh, Too old. <laughs> what? No, it's just his cane. It's not. It's nothing in his pocket. You guys. <laughs> is that your cane, or are you just happy to see that? Hey, we'll hey now. <laughs> All right, fine. 844-760-3776. How often do you pocket dial people? And we'll just go basically more or less than once a month. I did already put it out in the field. I I said our secondary poll question of the day, how often do you pocket dial people once a week, once a month, or rarely if ever? Uh, So far, three votes, or five votes now, and all of them are rarely if ever. Well, I'm going to go ahead and vote. I Gosh, there was a time there. Especially with my old phone. So this new one I've got, I feel like it's better because it's got some setting where when I, when it's flat, it'll just turn off without having to push the button or vertical or whatever. I love how Matt talks about the iPhone that like 80% of Americans have is like this I just got phone. one that's nicer. Okay. Like I had a, oh, I had one that wasn't as and nice. With his camera too. And it's like, Matt, we all have the same nice camera in an iPhone. 
Yeah, he mine's didn't. nicer than yours. He had the iPhone Model T for so right. long. He finally yeah, got exactly. the new one. Exactly. Exactly. There's no longer cavemen sketching photos that matter. Yeah. I had like the jalopy of iPhones, and now I've got to upgrade it to a nice Simden Chevy. He had yeah. the one that he, that Steve Jobs first brought out on the stage when he premiered iPhones. Yeah. Let's give a round of applause here for Matt. Really horrendous try to uh, segue into our good friends <laughs> at Simden Chevy uh, in Mount Horeb. You know what, though? Because my truck is not only just badass and can pull a camper and off-road and do all those cool things, it's also technolog- technologically advanced. Right? I have Apple CarPlay. So another way to avoid pocket dialing people is to be able to run with Apple CarPlay in your vehicle that that is in my uh, truck from Simmons Chevy in Mount Hora, my Chevy Silverado, the big blue truck. I have the Apple CarPlay, so if I want to skip ahead in the podcast, if I want to make a phone call, if I need my directions, it's all available, uh, all hands-free. Uh, with everything that goes on at Simmons Chevy and Mount Horb in that Silverado. So if you're in the market for a new or new to you Silverado or Colorado, and I hear those Colorados are flying off the lot there at Simmons Chevy and Mount Horb, go see my friends at Simmons Chevy in, in Mount Horb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience. You're only minutes away now from throwing stones. Next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not having any fun. Kevin Oregon chimes in. My kid did not butt dial anyone. He sat on the phone and bent it. Thanks, son. I remember remember when those new... uh, I, these iPhone Pluses came out originally because obviously it was just like the small iPhone. When the the big one, the Pluses came out originally, yeah, they would bend in your uh, jean pockets. Right. And I, so that's a follow up on that. We're not going to pull it, but 844-770-3776. That was a novelty I was over very quickly, especially once they were able to stretch the screen all the way to the edges. I don't like the big phone. Uh, yeah, neither do I. I do. I uh, give me a big old brick of a cell phone. And there, <laughs> old, I do have reasons old for keyword it. There. I do. I do like watch. Like I don't want to carry around an iPad as well. So like I watch movies when I'm on the road or like stuff on the plane or in the car. Having a larger screen, it, it makes a difference, right? Like your phone and my Not phone. Like- if I'm gonna watch a movie from like two feet away, it makes a difference having a slightly larger phone. And that's literally the only reason I prefer the larger cell phone yeah i guess and maybe i mean again i haven't one i don't watch a lot on my phone right so that's a different part of it i don't mind ipads are pretty thin and pretty light throw them in my backpack it's more it was more of the uh taking it out at security Ah. i just didn't want to so i didn't even bring a laptop or an ipad it's like i've got a giant phone it's huge now if i bring an ipad i'm I'm team redundancy team okay (laughs) but i was just asking 844-770-3776 you got the phone that's right for you i'm just curious i think on a whole i don't think they are quite as the seller that they were maybe initially those big phones no i think people just i mean i understand the want to have the bigger phone to watch tiktok or movies but if you're a heavy traveler like matt is yeah if you're a heavy traveler but outside of that like the camera's really nice but if you're not a heavy viewer of like content on your phone and you're not taking content of your own just feels like it's a big thing to lug around, and I, I feel the same way. I, I, I prefer to have a medium-sized phone. Yeah, I mean, they stretch the screen. And, yeah, the camera, but most of the time you can still pay for an upgrade on the camera, and they're pretty dang close as far True. as the other phones. True. So right. uh, a lot of it's mainly now You know what's upsetting about size. cell phones is how good these cameras are. Like, I remember one of my first anniversary presents for my wife, and this is like, a camera. you know, this is pre- 
like marriage, just like yeah. we we're gonna start dating anniversary. Yeah. So like not real. So yeah, it's, it's like twelve years ago, eleven yeah. years ago. I bought her yeah a nice digital camera, or you know like yeah, it was a digital camera, but it was very nice Canon. Totally waste of money because now her literally she had a friend ask her to take engagement photos, and she took her cell phone. She took her camera too, but her cell phone's pictures were like way better when she went through and do did editing on the computer. All the cell phone photos were like infinitely better than this like five hundred dollar camera I bought in two thousand twelve. Right now, eighty four percent of people say they rarely, if ever, pocket dial anyone. Eighty four percent of y'all are liars. Let's get throwing stones. Pocket dialing is a, an American pastime. <laughs> and you know about those? Oh yeah. <laughs> This is the minute to Old as apple pie, Matt Hamilton. I probably should. I might be closer to weekly. We're playing throwing stones. Oh my goodness! What is this? <laughs> what did he just fire up? <laughs> minute to win it. Uh, you know, sometimes I've never heard it because I've never been it's... in the studio for the first go around. That's hilarious. Maybe that never actually heard. Maybe it. I should go first next time. Maybe it'll t- alleviate some of that pressure. Yeah, probably will. But all right, we'll Let switch it up. To, maybe next week. I'll get to the actual throwing stones here. One second. <laughs> there we go. The guys think they have the answers to everything. <laughs> very nice. Very best there is. People like me. Burden so through his own segment. Handle it like a champ, test. guys. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Yeah, so it is time to throw some stones here, not play minutes win it. We already did that today, but I've been wasting a lot of time on Twitter today already, and that <laughs> left me with a lot of questions that I bring to both of you. So I come looking for answers from Jim and Matt, and at the end, we'll score those answers, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of throwing stones. So, Matt, I see you are wearing that... L- Las Vegas Knights jersey today after they won the NHL uh, Stanley Cup champion last week. <laughs> they won the Stanley Cup. Yes, that's where I'm going with this one. So, after they won the championship, the Denver Nuggets also beat the Miami Heat in the finals. Stanley, or Stanley. The, <laughs> Stan the Crocky. Stan the Crocky. The Las Vegas Knights beat the Florida Panthers. So, that made Miami the fifth metro area to lose the NBA and NHL title series in the same year. Joining the Warriors and Sharks in 2016, the Sixers and Flyers in 1980, the Knicks and Rangers in 72, and the Celtics and Bruins in 58. So, I ask you guys, does the city of Miami just deserve this? Or is this just an unlucky roll of the dice for a... Maybe a bit of a beleaguered fan base. Jim, I'll go ahead and start with you. Uh, I'm going to one say, I'm going to back off on my hatred of the fan bases down there because I saw through the Panthers and the Heat. I still hate the, the I still hate the state of Florida. It is the worst state of the union. It could fall off, and outside of the people there, some people, I'd be fine with it. But uh, I will I will say this. One, it's not like bad karma. You got to appreciate your season all the way to the end. You got to root for the Panthers all the way to the Stanley Cup, and you got to root for the Heat all the way to the um, the NBA Finals. I'm going to say proportionally, Heat fans and Panther fans are the same as everyone else. You got your just unbearable trolls on Twitter, and then you got the majority of the rest of them who are just good-natured fans who want to appreciate their team. Because I maintain all fan bases are the same. There's no fan base that's better or worse than the other. Unless you're Justin Jones talking about the Packers. That is right. <laughs> I'm sure there's Packers who don't like some Bears fans. That's yeah. fair. All right, Matt. Uh, so, you know what? I, I don't feel that bad for them. 
yeah, it's unlucky, but like, it'd be one thing if it happened to the Bucks or like, yeah, say the Bucks and the Packers both both miss out. Oof. We still have to endure the winter. We still have <laughs> terrible months. Like you're in Miami. There's so much stuff to do if your sports team doesn't go good. Who cares? Go to the beach. Go surfing. You never seen anyone frowning on a jet ski before. You're in Miami. Like I, they they get the least sympathy out of any of those teams you rattled off. Forget Miami. Sorry, sorry you guys lost. Better luck next year. Go get a Cubano and ride around on a jet ski. You'll be fine. Yeah, not many people riding jet skis in Philadelphia, New York, or Boston during the winter months. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. for sure. Maybe during the summer, but. Outside of that, I also want to ask a question about your Vegas Knights, Matt Hamilton. So yeah. this is a tweet from Alex Kirshner. He is a actually a college football writer, but puts out a lot of fun tweets as well. And he said, I actually feel bad for Vegas fans. They never got to earn a championship by undergoing a years-long period where their favorite team was a complete waste of time and a genuine threat to their mental health. Because obviously the Las Vegas Knights only been around for what? Is this their sixth year this as a franchise? Their- Fifth or sixth? Yeah, it's pretty pretty short. And they've already won a champion and a Stanley and Cup play, final. This is their second Stanley Cup finals too. They played in six one years. Well. I mean, yeah, they lost to a veteran. Their right. first year, they were a uh, team. They were in the finals. So I ask you guys this: Are Las Vegas fans just going to be too spoiled after winning two championships in the first six years of pro sports in their time in their town? Matt, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to start by saying. No, they're not, because a lot of the idea of Vegas fans is you are flying into Vegas for the weekend and there happened to be a sporting event going on. There are a lot of fans that are there who are just there because they're in Vegas. So, like, as far as, like, Vegas fans are concerned, like, yeah, maybe you got a little spoiled. They definitely saw an issue with the with the NHL expansion, and they were a little harder on the Kraken when they got their first year and they expanded. So, like, yeah. The the uh, Golden Knights have taken advantage of a good opportunity, but Vegas is growing, and they're not. They're going to be one of the most hodgepodge fan bases out there because you're going to have fans that are just fans because they're in Vegas for the week. Jimmy, yeah, I have no ill will towards uh, Vegas at all. I think you know what? Go ahead and, and get get it, get the title. I honestly just think everyone else is just jealous. Like just because they can get it done faster than you and get it done better than you, you should just embrace it. And All while having a better halftime show. But also, I hear Vegas in that area is pretty great as far as a sports fandom area. I, I hear, actually, honestly, just like people view Vegas, it's like, oh, there's Vegas, Sin City. But Vegas now is like any other metropolis area. You get to the Burbs. It's actually a nice place to raise family. Yeah. The weather's not too bad out there, obviously. And you can go to Vegas just like you go to Chicago or go to Milwaukee or go to any of those big cities, or you can live out in the Burbs. And uh, I, I think Vegas is a, a, an area that is being slept on. I think it's only going to get better. And look, good for the sports fans. Add more. Because you're getting a baseball team, too. So Yeah. They, yeah. they have a WNBA team now, and it won't, probably won't be long before they get an NBA team, too. So yeah. hopefully they just don't have too high expectations. But who knows? There, people may have high expectations for the new series from Netflix. They just released a trailer today called Quarterback. It'll premiere July 12th. It'll follow three NFL quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, never heard of him, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. And it documents mic'd up content from them over the past season, including interviews, you know, stuff off the field, videos, interviews, other things. So 
I ask you, Jim, are you excited for this? Is this, you know, maybe a little too much football content year-round nowadays, or are you tuning in for this new Netflix series? Well, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan, so I'm going to watch it. I saw the preview for it, and I'm very much in on it. Because Mahomes, I think it's going to be as advertised, as badass and cool to see as possible. The Kirk Cousins thing looks interesting. He leans very hard into, and his family and his wife do too, is like, he is a dork. Uh, that he owns it. He owns what a square he is. He owns his bad outfits. He owns his dorky sayings. He owns what a goofball he looks like with the chains on it. So I think he's going to come out endearing. And Mariota looks like a football lifer, like a guy who just loves ball. So I think you're going to come away with an appreciation for all three. I got to make a thing better at football, but I think you're going to appreciate and like them more as individuals. And I think it's going to be a really cool insight. I hope they continue to do it. Yeah, I think this is really neat, too. Um, I was a big fan of the full swing doc, and that's kind of the vibes I'm getting from this, where you get to follow along with a couple players and see how they go about their business uh, before football game and preseason and all sorts of things. So I think it's awesome. I love that they went ahead and got an elite guy, a good quarterback, and a guy who's just kind of like grinding through it right now. A journeyman. a journeyman, if you will. So, like, it's been, it, I think this is super interesting. You're going to see a lot of different ways people prepare from not, not just the differences in, like, elite and good, but you're going to see differences in just work ethics and what clicks for certain people and what doesn't. This is going to be good for people that want to play sports, people that are interested in what players do to get themselves ready. And it's just like another way that we get to peel the curtain back and humanize players a little bit more as opposed to just looking at them as like teams commodities. Yeah, it'd be no, human- I think it's great. It does humanize each of these guys. It looks like from the trailer, at least. And what what was like the Kirk Cousins alter ego last? I know the Jimmy one where he's he wearing dork. the chains. Yeah, what was the chain? Did he have like a nickname Did or something? A nickname too? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I could. Nah, I don't even want to waste my time googling it. Sounds like you must be really interested my about phone, this my, documentary. My phone or my uh, phone or my laptop. I get a, a virus if I start searching uh, Viking stuff right now. At this point. Yeah, it might get bent if you try to so big. I'm pretty sure my wife has like child locks on all the Vikings pages, so I don't even think I could search them if I wanted to. I don't understand. I'm not allowed. (laughs) We're not allowed. We're this Viking news is not something that we come across in the Hamilton household. Okay. Yeah, we filter it out exclusively. Okay. (laughs) What? It's just a thing. Cool. (laughs) I don't know what you're just okaying, Jim. Well, I don't know what you. What is the joke? What's the punchline here? There is no punchline. I don't know Kirk Cousins' nickname because I don't get Viking news. There, that's not a punchline. I'm just I don't okay. get Viking news. You do host a show about I, the Packers and the Badgers and the NFC North, the division Man. they're in. You should be aware. Of <laughs> well, you didn't know Kirk Cousins' goofy alter ego nickname either. I didn't double down and say, I don't even acknowledge news about the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I didn't care you didn't know his nickname. I care that you're like, (laughs) I am indignant in my complete uh, lack of knowledge of the Minnesota Vikings. It's gotten me this far. It has. And it has gotten you another win on throwing (laughs) stones. Let's go! Anti-Viking wins again! Weird! And nobody's ever been sad on a jet ski. That's when you won it. I got it. <laughs> you never see someone frowning on a jet nope, ski. Nope, nope. That is true.
You never see anyone frowning wearing a Knights jersey because we're Stanley Cup champs, and you won't catch me frowning because I just quipped Jim Rutledge (laughs) two days in a row. Maybe I don't even remember what happened Monday. I probably won that one, too. I don't don't remember. I'm just running away with it, baby. Put the trophy right next to your BMW X-Series double, triple handicap uh, steering wheel hubcap, right? Let's go. Exactly. Curling division, don't forget. Curling division. (laughs) Jim likes to throw in there. It's just such a long name. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, <laughs> sent by Cruise Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Milwaukee Bucks to trade for Bradley Beal. The Athletic has listed the Bucks as one of the teams that would be interested in Bradley Beal. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, we're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show 844-770-3776. So what Yes, I'm. I'm definitely interested in Bradley Beal on the Bucks, but what does that mean? The Bucks lose. Are we talking Middleton or Holiday's gone to get Bradley Beal, or are we talking a role player, maybe a second role player that we trade for some picks to a different team and then use the picks? Like I think I heard in there, weird. You're saying maybe what if you got rid of uh, Pat Connaughton and Marjan Bochamp, got some picks for Bochamp. And then we're able to give Connaughton and some picks for Bradley Beal. And keep Middleton, Holiday, get Beal, have Giannis. Is that a possibility? Because if if that's not a possibility, I don't know if trading Beal for Middleton or Beal for Holiday is that big of a trade. It's kind of like trading 1A for 1B, don't you think? Let's throw up another poll question. Would you? Sw- I want to be specific how we word this one, uh, Ryan. Would you swap out Bradley Beal for Chris Middleton? For Chris Middleton. Swap out. Swap because out. it's not going to be an apples for apples trade. 844-770-3776. If you're trying to get Bradley Beal, Matt Hamilton, the Bucks, Bochamp, their first round pick last year, wouldn't net them more first round picks, but they would, he would be Maybe included. Maybe one? No, he would be included in this trade. You don't think he'd even get a first round pick from him? But what's the? I think the uh, Wizards would rather just have Bochamp. So you would include Bochamp in the trade with the oh, Wizards. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Connaughton's not getting you. He's getting you bupkis. Okay. Uh, and so Middleton, the way you'd have to do this, you have to move off Middleton. You'd move Middleton not to the Wizards because they don't want him. You'd have to move Middleton somewhere else. Maybe Portland. They have the 23rd overall pick, and they also have the third overall pick. I don't think you can get the third overall pick from Portland for it, but could you get the 23rd overall pick and maybe a future, another future pick from Portland, and then you package those picks that you got from Portland to the Wizards? But, yeah. but then you also have to add dollars. Like you'd have to. There's dollars that the Bucks would still have. To, so Bobby Portis might have to go on his trade. Some other high. Grayson Allen would definitely go on his trade. There'd be other salaries to match as well if you wanted to get it done. I wouldn't want to lose Bobby. For sure. He's a culture guy on this team, and I think he is, okay. helps the culture of this team. Okay, but Bradley Beal scored 23 points a game last year, four rebounds, five assists, shot 51% from the field, shot 37% from three, and uh, has a win share of three. Chris Middleton, 15, and Bob, 
Bradley Beal played in 50 games. Middleton, 33. Middleton, 15 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Beal is one year younger. Uh, 31% from 3-point for Chris Middleton. And a win share of 1.9. So you are, inclu- you are increasing your win share, which is kind of like a war number, you know, wins above replacement, uh, dramatically by adding Bradley Beal. Especially the wild card here is his uh, health. But he is a, he's about a year younger. And if he is healthy, he's a three-time All-Star and one-time All-NBA. Middleton's a three-time All-Star, but no All-NBA. And so you are, in theory, upgrading, and specifically from three-point range, which Giannis, I think, you're building a team around Giannis, you'd want to make that up a little bit. The other part of it is, Matt, sometimes... Who's most likely gone on the Bucks? I don't think anyone's... I, most likely gone, honestly, your guy Bobby Portis. Like he is a valuable trade. I doubt the Bucks trade their big three, but I think, and we Eric Name talked about this when he joined us last week, I believe, a guy like Grayson Allen, Bobby Portis, Pat Connington, who have big dollar numbers to them, they're the ones most likely to be moved. And why, Matt? Look at the Miami Heat. They had three guys on that team who were second-round picks or undrafted, who were not currently making a lot of money. Now they're going to be making a lot of money. But in theory... The way you're going to have to roster build in today's NBA is you have to, when you find Pat Connington, you ride him until you have to pay him, then you let him go. Right. Grayson Allen, you don't pay a guy $9 million a year to shoot the three. You have to find a guy you pay $1 million a year to shoot the three. Right. Bobby Portis, high energy, love it all, kind of got to find a guy you pay less. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it depends what sort of, if you think he really is the catalyst to your team culture. He's one of those X factors that you might not be able to like quantify his numbers on stats, but you can quantify the energy in the building when Bobby's there. I know, but there's a there's a hard salary cap. I mean, there's no, like no, a no. Luxury. I'm not saying, so I'm I'm not saying it's with it. I'm just saying like sometimes there's other factors that you look at aside from stats. Like Bobby has oh. that like X factor. He brings something to the Bucks that can't be quantified. Absolutely, I don't want to trade Bobby, but there's the the hard there's a. A penalty you have to start paying, and the Bucks have to look at I feel like I'd sooner rather get rid of Middleton than Bobby. Not because of their play, just purely because of what he does for the team and what he does for fans. I would rather take a trade that sent Chris Middleton out and brought in Bradley Beal than get rid of Bobby. Right. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I think he brings good energy. I think he... What is this new coach thinking? Have we? Has he been talking about players he's interested in getting no, on the they, squad? They is cannot, he, is that not something he does? You the coaches talk, do. You cannot talk about. He's obviously very complimentary of the players on the current team, including For sure. including Brook Lopez, who is a guy they can bring back. That's but, another dude that but, I think would be. I'd be. I'd be nervous about letting him go. So the way that Adrian Griffin likes to play defense, Brook Lopez doesn't fit. Right. So I don't. I mean, and Adrian's not going to be a hardo and say like we have to. He's going to be a good coach. But here's the question, Matt: Lopez, Middleton, Drew are all over 30 years old. Right. So no matter what, this window is shrinking a little bit. And who's the youngest? Holiday is the youngest of those three. Yeah, they basically. I think they're both 31. Middleton okay. and Drew. And so I would say that. I mean, I'm trying to think of who else in this core. So Bobby's only 28. Pat Connington's 30. If I'm the Bucks, I'm trying to figure out a way to get a few more guys under 30 on my team. That's just what how I'm trying to do it. 
Uh, I don't know about you, but that's what I think. That's what they, you know, more guys like through twenty. I would try to get guys twenty six to thirty on this team because Giannis is twenty eight. Right. So find some young. This is easier said than done. But what Miami's checked into, but Toronto, when they're at their best with Adrian Griffin, they were finding second round picks who could contribute. Like that. Uh, what I don't know his first name. Like, his last name Siakam. Right. Pascal. And Pascal Siakam. He's he was a second rounder, wasn't he? Uh, I'm not positive. Chris Middleton was second rounder, mm-hmm. and so the Miami Heat gave Vincent and Max Struess, and um, there's another player on that team, all either undrafted or second round picks. Interesting. The nine seven zero chimes in. The Bucks got out hustled by the Heat. They need the X factor guys like Portis and Holiday. I agree, but. You also need athleticism and youth. Not obviously. Bobby. Well, and it also doesn't mean you can't get X Factor guys. Right. Right. Like, there's certainly guys that can be brought. In. Look at PJ Tucker. Perfect example. They brought him in, and he was immediately like Milwaukee's dog. He was our guy. And so that's in a nice, that run. And he says, "I would not be trading middle. I would not be against trading Middleton for someone who could bring that juice." And right. I agree. Like Beal, I think can bring that juice. I think so too. I mean. I, I, that's actually one of the the couple Bucks games I went to this year was Bucks Wizards and Beal looked pretty good at his peak. Bradley Beal, as of twenty twenty one and twenty and twenty nineteen twenty twenty season, was averaging thirty points a game. Wasn't that also the season where he and Chris Middleton in the same game went like full dueling pianos and both scored over fifty? I think like I'm pretty sure Bradley Beal had almost seventy in that game. If and you can Middleton get the, at fifty, if you can get the Bradley Beal of two years ago, sixty games out of him. But that's not uncommon now in the NBA. And 31 points a game. And 35% from uh, from three. Well, I mean, he won't get 30 a game because Giannis is going to chip in, into that sharehold. But, like, if we could get a guy who's good for 20-plus, like, that's his his floor is 20? With a guy like Giannis on the court as well? And, like, when Giannis isn't playing or taking a rest day or something, that's when he can take over and be the number one on the team? That is what the Bucks need. They need a guy who can be complimentary to Giannis, know his role, know that he's the backseat to Giannis when Giannis is playing and on the court. But when Giannis is off the court, you need to be able to flip it to leader mode and flip it to, like, it, it's it's my ball and I got to do it. And Bradley Beal has been able to be that guy. He's been the best player on his basketball team before. And think of the Nuggets right now. The Nuggets, look at Aaron Gordon on that team. Yep. Aaron Gordon was the best player on Orlando. Oh, yeah. Orlando was crap, and Aaron Gordon was asked to do things he couldn't do in Orlando. Because when you get the biggest paycheck and you're the most talented player, you're like, "Well, I got to be the guy who puts the ball on the floor. I got to try to score baskets. I got to try to be the man." Just in your head, you're like, yeah. "This is what." In Denver, they you got convi- to take a a, a a situational role. Yeah, and they got they convinced him of this, but he saw like, "Hey, I'll be the number three. Maybe some nights I'm the four. Maybe some nights I'm the two. As far as most important player, but I'm going to be elite defensively, and then I'm going to." Handle the rest. Right now, the, the problem the Bucks have is Middleton's been hurt so often. Now Drew has to be the scorer and the top defender. That's too much to ask of him. Yeah. And if now Beal's got injury issues, but Beal could out Beal could get closer to thirty. There are teams that can have dueling thirty point guys. I mean, the Bucks offensively should be a team pushing like one ten. So there's plenty of points available. Right. And so Beal can be a guy who's 26, 27 points a game, and that would be. Something that at least changes. Maybe it's reshuffling the deck. Would it on be a t- unbelievable? <laughs> it, maybe it's reshuffling the decks on the Titanic. Uh, the 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 launchers on the on the Titanic, 
or maybe it's you know fixing the damn ship. Uh, we'll talk about it more on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. Do you tell the Wednesday, Jimmy, how'd you, you have fun today? Is this a good show for you? I had a great time. Are you heading out to the golf course now, or what are you up to yesterday? No, so this is a three-man team, and this is one of the few weeks that I am in town, but am not on the schedule to play, so I am off. No golf tonight. Well, you also are a champion, and you can play with a champion like Mr. Matt Hamilton at ESPN Madison Open, right, Matt? You certainly can. ESPN Madison Open, we're going to be playing out a trapper's turn on the 7th of July. 17th. 17th, excuse me, of July. And you can sign up now to play with me, Mark Tauscher. We got Chris Orr, Brad Nortman, all sorts of different uh, teammates here at ESPN Madison. Going to be golfing and going to have some great prizes. Going to raise some money for some charities. Coors Light's putting the whole thing on so you know we're going to have delicious beer. Sign up. Go to ESPNMadison.com slash, I think it's Coors Light Golf Outing. It's ESPNMadisonOpen.com. ESPN Madison Open. Same thing. Coors Light Golf Outing. Uh, ESPNMadisonOpen.com. <laughs> you can sign up to play with me and Jim and all the other fun fans and, uh, uh, and characters here on ESPN Madison Airwaves. He gave out that URL like you, like it was the BMW X7. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just got to speak confidently edition. until someone corrects you. And hey, sometimes you get lost in You get lost in the sauce sometimes. Yeah, I got lost in the sauce, and that's Backslash why I got Ryan. .org. Dot com <laughs> dot net <laughs> backslash Easy to sign you up. You really for. confused everyone there, Jim. You just confused everyone. What is it, Ryan? <laughs> the ESPNMadisonOpen.com. It's ESPNMadisonOpen.com. ESPNMadisonOpen.com. You said the. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Semantics, Sorry. Jimmy. ESPN Open. No, ESPNMadisonOpen.com. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Can't trust any of you for a second. Oh, you are just the worst. I like, I like all the reins of the show, and it's just in the ditch. Yeah, well, that's what you get. They were, you had the reins there in your hand, and you dropped them. God. One second. <laughs> so we did ask the question, it's our secondary Iron Jack poll question, and um, <laughs> we asked the question right here. If the Bucks make a trade for the with the Washington Widgers, would you swap out Chris Middleton for Bradley Beal? And the right now, only 48% of you say yes, which is insane. I just added to that. It's 50-50 right now. Okay. And I, I still think, I understand. People like what they have, especially when there's no issues or drama. We had a good team that fell a little bit flat in the playoffs. A lot of people probably think we can run it back and be good enough. So I don't think they're necessarily wrong for not wanting to mix it up, but I think this team needs a little new, some new juice. Do you want them to run it back? <sighs> I I think this team, if they went out and tried to play it next year, I think they would be good enough to get it done. But do I think winning one more is enough? Yeah. 
I think Giannis is hoping to win more than one, and I think you're going to have to start with this like half rebuild, half staying competitive kind of like uh, situation that they're in right now. They got a middle aged basketball player in Giannis at 28 years old. He's in the middle of his career, probably his peak. You want to get as many great players around him as you can so you can maximize that. I'm not sure this team currently has more than a two-year window ahead of them. This team, So under Mike Budenholzer, the, I would say year one, reached expectations, lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Toronto Raptors, hell of a run. Year two, COVID bubble, crap end of the season. They lost way too early in the bubble. Won the title the following season. Last two years, underperformed as far as expectations. Right. This last year, dramatically. With Drew Holiday as their point guard, they obviously exceeded expectations, or met the, whatever you want to say. Winning the title, full-on, just will give you exceeded expectations. Amazing. Last two years, underperformed. So the roster with Drew, Chris, and Giannis have underperformed twice and then reached the peak once, which the peak matters. Yeah. I just don't know if this roster, now almost three years older, can reach the peak again. I think you got to mix it up a little bit. I'm not saying throw but, the baby out with the bathwater. But is, is Bradley Beal mixing it up enough from a Middleton or a Holiday? Bradley Beal is this a scorer that neither one of them are. Okay. Again, the health is the wild card. But right. he's available because of the health. But he can score at a level that n- neither one of those two can. Okay. Especially shooting the three. Well, that's I mean that's what we need. So if if and I'm kind of just looking at age and not necessarily knowing a ton about these guys individually. They're the same age, so like, is yeah. adding another no, thirty-one? Beal is a year younger, so is adding a thirty-year-old. I I don't know. I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's trading one A for one B or if it's actually an upgrade. Is what I'm getting at. This is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Hi, I'm Connie Britton. I support Feeding America because they help provide over six billion meals to people in need each year. 